welcome to the Brain Candy podcast, where we discuss latest news about human behavior and the interesting relationship between people and brands. Brain Candy, number 58. The Fatal Trend. Brand hyperactivity sugarcoated with purpose porn. It's only a matter of time before it gets on the nerves of the target groups. What's happening? You rub your eyes in amazement, as it were, at how incredibly agile the brand scene is. A broad consensus has emerged that people suffering from coronavirus stress need to be supported with encouraging words. In the last few days, among others, I have come across the following campaigns. Zalando, Together I Am Strong. Penny, We Appreciate Every Couch Potato. Opal, We're Keeping Our Engines Running For You. Ritter Sport, Everyday Nights, We Say Thanks. Dove, Courage Is Beautiful. Adidas, Hashtag Home Team. Sparkas, Let's get through this together. DM. There for each other. Bell. Take care of yourselves. DMK. We're here for you. ING. Dirk Nowitzki is staying at home. Deutsche Bank has changed its logo to express stay at home. Aldi. Hashtag together everything is possible. VW. Yogi Luf has asked for team spirit in the fight against the coronavirus. Warsteiner, you shouldn't be looking at this poster. Stay at home. Coca-Cola, we're stopping our advertising and donate. And I'd always thought brands were supposed to differentiate themselves from each other. It doesn't get more generic than that, does it? For this form of brand nurturing to be effective, people have to be interested in advertising and the companies that are behind it. There are, it seems, market researchers who are discovering that people will base their future buying behaviour on how brands are communicating right now. With the wrong questions, you really can create the most amazing data garbage. What people say, what people do, and what they say they will do are different things, noted anthropologist Margaret Mead. Why are so few people in our marketing bubble able to take this on board? As a reminder, people follow ads bleary-eyed. At present, people are focusing on their favourite topic, themselves, a self which is being played with by the crisis, and sometimes very badly. Are people really going to be interested in silly slogans like, we're here for you? The consultants are just warming up and recommending focusing on values and purpose in the midst of the crisis, as otherwise the brand wouldn't be able to survive. This is the new form of greenwashing, or even better, purpose porn. When values are keenly placed before business models, it has as much to do with brand loyalty as hardcore movies do with sexuality. As an example, when VW commercial vehicles fell in with the new hashtag we instead of me, heroes with excessive emotion, I found it obscene. The real heroes at VW are the buyers of diesel vehicles that the company has treated so badly. The much-sung heroes of everyday life need protective clothing and good leadership. But they don't need more chocolate from Mercy or free beer from Munich breweries that would otherwise have had to be thrown away. That is presumptuous, opportunistic and not appreciative. Although the horror of the virus continues, the shock is fading away and people are starting to defend themselves against being patronised. In a few weeks' time, this could even be how the majority perceives things. 
Those still thinking about communications along the lines of all of us together at home have missed the last motorway exit. Something every experienced marketing professional should know is that people generally behave selfishly. This may be regrettable right now and deplored as cold-hearted, but it is true. There are exceptions, sometimes temporary, but human evolution is hundreds of thousands of years old and isn't going to be disrupted by the coronavirus, regardless of the claims invented by clever consultants in the media. The most read marketing blogger, Bob Hoffman. If there's one thing we ad hacks understand, it's the relationship between anxiety and cash flow. We've spent decades creating anxiety in consumers. Now we can apply the same principles to our clients. And so we have created an ongoing hysteria fest called The Thing That Will Change Everything. The object is to keep marketers in a constant state of anxiety about the future. The more we can convince them that everything is changing around them and they need to interpret the changes, the longer we stay employed. I'm obviously not getting his message. Amazon was already doing great before the crisis, even though its values had been subject to huge criticism. Getting the product you want as efficiently as possible, one-click, fast delivery and easy returns, beats everything else. Look at its current share price. Despite the current PR problems in the USA, Amazon is no exception, but shows efficient, self-interested purchasing behaviour in its purest form. This may be deeply regrettable, but it's a fact. McDonald's and others are moving their logos apart to promote social distancing. Burger King is doing things much better. Bring your hashtag at-home photos, but focus on the benefits. Tasty burgers delivered to your home free of charge. Deutsche Bank, as we all know, hasn't been able to do much in recent years but now feels the need to motivate us to stay at home. Should you change your methods of communication in a crisis? I'm sceptical, especially when we're being fed generic all of us instead of just me messages. You should, of course, ask yourself whether your own communication will be interpreted differently in the context of a lockdown. Kentucky Fried Chicken's It's Finger Lickin' Good claim, for example, now appears unappetising. Cuts to budgets are pretty much unavoidable if no revenue is in sight. Making sudden changes to advertising campaigns to benefit from very short-term trends seems a sure way of burning money. However, it's similar to a shares portfolio. Those who make knee-jerk changes generally lose the most. The power of the brand is in taking things easy. We aren't entering a new world. We're entering a certain recession. Over the course of the last major crises, I've learnt one thing. Crises are the precise time to provide affirmation to buyers and maintain brand assets. Brand affirmation instead of brand jitters. Those who are able to maintain their brand investments now are certain to benefit in the recession. Procter & Gamble understand this and have already increased their budgets. Take that, Coca-Cola. Instead of thinking instinctively in terms of new communication, it is the tactics that should be checked. Instead of changing logos, look at what the target group needs in the context of the current and expected recession. Offer your customers something that makes their lives more efficient and leaves them pleasantly surprised. And taxi killer Uber is helping restaurants, unemployed drivers, and those locked down with its new fare delivery service, Uber Eats. Cars seem hard to sell, yet they are the perfect social distancing machine, an emotional purchase booster, while the virologists forecast this is going to last until the end of 2021. Doctors are considering how they can help more patients in the future using video consultations, That's an efficiency benefit for both sides. 
People are going to need nicer-looking face masks instead of shirts. Fashion statements with real added value. New drinking habits are urgently sought, at Google house parties, for instance, and soon in pubs. Dating agencies are awakening a sense of anticipation for the immediate future. That's something that stressed-out singles really appreciate at present. I can think of plenty of tactical, context-based ideas. And I'm sure you can too. Narrated by Laura Cornelius. Thanks for listening to the Brain Candy Podcast. 